Before we get started with this episode, I have one thing I've been wanting to tell you that I've been keeping a secret. Tell me it. It's that Lukey said mama for the first time. Oh. He grabbed my face and he said mama. So he's been saying. Stop it. He did. And it's only happened once. Why would you not tell me that? So it was like two nights ago and he grabbed my face. He said mama. And I just started like absolutely bawling my eyes out and he's been saying daddy quite a bit lately so me and luke were like with him and he kept saying like daddy daddy and then we were both like mama mama and he grabbed my face and he said mama and it was only once but it was like the most perfect thing i've ever heard in my life i love that and i can't I, wait to hear it i just had to tell you because it was just so it was such a big deal lukey and, has entered the chat <laughs> lukey has entered the chat and honestly i can't wait to hear what else he has to say thanks for listening to stay rooted with your instant mom friends stephanie and lauren we're hosting the mom support group you'd never attend irl Today, what we kind of wanted to talk about, something that I feel like we have talked about personally quite a bit, is the theme of talking about yourself and even maybe more specifically your body in front of your kids and kind of how we feel about that, how we go about that and what we think about that. Uh, It is messy, messy waters. It is. (laughs) To navigate. Absolutely. It's a a lot of unlearning. I was going to say it's mostly (laughs) unlearning and then learning new habits and then teaching those failing and then relearning. (laughs) And a lot of when I was like thinking about this, a lot of the time I truly catch myself like, saying things to my kid that I want to believe about myself that I might not even, but I just want them to hear me talking that way so that they they will, I don't know, learn that that's the kind of self-talk that we should be doing. Yeah. And it's kind of in the process of that also teaching and unlearning things that maybe I've grown to think and feel about myself. Oh, yeah, because that is just 31 years of a really hard time with body image Absolutely. sculpted by the 90s. Oh, it was handcrafted by the 90s. Absolutely. And I'm not going to blame Barbie. I'm going to stand with Barbie right now, but I'm going to say in the 90s. You might blame 90s Barbie, You though. were feeling a little toxic. Yeah, you were feeling a little exclusive. I love what you're doing now. Yeah. You're making up for it. You're not going to let it happen again. No. But you let it happen. Absolutely. And I just feel like specifically when I became a mom and Nora's older, so she started being more aware of her looks, my looks, what she liked, what she didn't like. And that's when I became more internally aware of what I was saying about myself because she was listening. Oh, yeah. You know? But for me, I was... A heavy kid. Yep. So like I always was over aware of body image mm-hmm. because I knew that people did not like fat people. They don't. Yeah. And and you're as a former like fat person, and I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. You know you know that people are not nice to you because of your weight. Absolutely. And you see that. And as somebody who has lost a hundred and 40 something pounds 
because something about me is that I got the sleeve gastrectomy, mm -hmm. um, which is basically a procedure where they cut out some of your stomach um, and you literally just eat less. Yep. You take vitamins, you eat less. Um, and then once you are, you know, out of the air quotes again, morbid obesity, mm. because we ain't talking about a BMI chart on this episode <sighs> because she's unhealthy. She's yeah. a toxic. She, does, she means nothing. She means nothing. She doesn't even mean well. No. <laughs> so, so once I was out of morbid obesity and my body started feeling well, and that was a year after I had Lennon. Yeah. So I was I was a heavy person up until I had Lennon. Yeah. I got back to my pre-baby weight, and then I was like, you know what? I am not only living for me. Yeah. And I would never say that I that I disliked myself before I got the procedure done and before I changed the way that I lived. Mm -hmm. But I would say that I've become a more energetic, true version of myself mm -hmm. because of the way that society treats fat people or people that are not considered beautiful by standard American that standards that, you, that was created for us. So I will say that the biggest, biggest, biggest Fear of mine came true when I lost weight is that it it does actually matter to people. People mm. tell you, you look so good. Yeah. You look so beautiful. Yes. You look so perfect. You and look how so do you much feel better. About, and, and better. You're better. You're fixed. <sighs> look at you. And you're like, no, like I still have sciatica. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm actually still going through depression, anxiety, <laughs> yeah. and all of those other things, but I'm glad that this is easier for you to look at. Uh, you should talk to my therapist because <laughs> she's going to tell you I'm not she better. She wouldn't sign off on that. She doesn't have a scale in her room, but she's going to tell you I'm still sick. But uh, No, but you're 100% right. So I just feel like to live in that world that made me feel like I couldn't be who I am right now because of who I was yes. based off of a weight that was always too much. I was a freaking 10-pound baby. Yeah. You know, I was never average weight or yeah. whatever, whatever the BMI is. You're an overachiever. Said. I was an overachiever. And it did not make me, like I said, it did not slow me down, but it put me in a box in society mm -hmm. that made me feel a little smaller. Yeah. Ironically. <laughs> that is the fucked up irony of it all, isn't it? So when they say weight doesn't matter, I laugh at people because I'm like, you actually are probably being nicer to me right now based off of the way that I look. Because if I was a heavy person in mm -hmm. the Dunkin' drive-thru or if I was a heavy person at the gym, it might be different yep. than me being an out-of-shape skinny person and at it, the gym. <laughs> and it's even a backhanded, like, good for them. You know what I mean? Good yes. for them for getting to the gym. So like, that is, so that's my mushy backstory about... <laughs> body image and, I think it's and so why important. I have a really hard time with it. Of course. But also, I think it's so important of of our verbiage of, you look good. Yeah, fucking stop. <laughs> and I am going <laughs> to tell, tell you. Tell me you like my haircut and, and stop. <laughs> and honestly, like if you are ever personally victimized by me saying that, I feel so badly because yeah. sometimes it does fall out of my mouth and yeah. I mean it in a different way now. I yes. do because... I, well, that's part of growing, though. We've all said shit that we wouldn't say now because we know more. And I hope, 
I hope that by you sharing this, that people think about their words more when they say it. Yeah. Because I think that this is like a really impactful and just really vulnerable thing to share, honestly. Absolutely. And weight Talking loss. Talking about your body. Yeah. Like it, well, it's more vo- vulnerable than that. Weight loss does not equal good. You know? No. So like if somebody just looks thinner, you might just... In- Maybe and they're sick, like <laughs> yeah. that's or something ugh. terrible happened, that's, or you know we need to start look looking so at good. You're like I haven't eaten. Yeah, let's just look at people's expressions. Remember when you were the identifying <laughs> by your adjectives? <laughs> yes. Let's do that. Let's figure yeah, out if people are happy or not. Exactly. And not you look just, so happy. Yeah, and even let's say that. Yes. You're yes, glowing. So you're glowing. You're, you look so happy. You're vibrant. Yeah. I've been you're using vibey. vibrant. Yeah. yeah. You're vibrant. I'm loving your vibe. Like those types of things I think I love are your more, outfit. Where'd you get that? Yeah. No our, one's ever not liked to hear that. Not yeah. never once. And if you are concerned about somebody's weight loss, fuck off yeah. also. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make that loud and clear. Yeah, okay? I'd like to get on the other side of the line and say, fuck off yeah. if somebody lost weight. Absolutely. Even if you think it's concerning that it is not your concern. Nope. And if it's really a medical concern, you need to bring it up to somebody much closer than them Absolutely. if you are not that person yes. that can better navigate it than you saying, oh, you look a little thin. And this really <laughs> just goes to like the whole thing of like, you never know what somebody is going through inside of their brain. So let's just really think about the words that we're using. And let's probably just stay away from talking about other people's bodies. Everyone's fighting a battle, people. Yeah, Stop you assuming. Don't Stop assuming you know the backstory. You don't. It's just, yeah. So that's definitely, uh, I'll descend from my soapbox now. No, I think that was but, really um, important to talk about. I also feel like no matter what, you're never going to be happy with the way that you look in the mirror. Yep. If you are that concerned about the way that you look in the mirror. Absolutely. Because you have to let go of that. And like you said, I did not really let go of that until my daughter was, I would say, more consciously standing beside me. Looking in that same mirror. Yeah, because she once touched my very, like, fluffy belly that's just mostly just loose skin you Mm -hmm. know the ones that just have inflated and deflated i know about her yeah (laughs) they tell a story yeah they do so she touched that and she said your belly is so soft that is so nice and i'm like it's okay to acknowledge the parts of your body that maybe are not 90s barbie stereotype barbie ideal but it's okay to acknowledge them in a way that is productive. Like, my body has brought me so many places. My body's so comfortable to snuggle up to. My arms bring my baby upstairs every yeah, day. exactly. Seamlessly. These legs take me everywhere. Right? You know? Yeah. It's so true. And I think, like, like we've been saying, we are the hardest critics on ourselves. Half of the things we are seeing on ourselves, other people probably aren't seeing. But then, like you said... There are people that just can't, like, I don't know. What I feel like is in the 90s when we were growing up, there was a major beauty standard that was skinny. Skinny equaled beautiful. Yeah. It didn't matter if you were genetically skinny, if you were crash dieting, if you were going through an eating disorder. It didn't matter. That was the preferred look. Yes. The thing with that- With low-rise jeans. With low-rise We're get, looking at you, Christina Aguilera. Like, just stop. You don't want to wear low-rise jeans now either. I don't want to even look at Why'd them. Why'd you do that? 
Now, the thing that I am loving about this generation, and I think a lot of it is due to the millennials, is that we are taking, we are trying our best. And this is a thing of social media that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Like people like the bird's papaya, people that are sharing their unfiltered bodies and showing that normal bodies look like literally everything, normal, healthy bodies. Yeah. Bodies that are happy, bodies that are living life, bodies that are taking them places. And we need to stop putting this emphasis <laughs> on like what people think you're supposed to look like. Yes, yes. And I like that change for us. And yes, millennials were like, yeah, we'll take back those those high rise jeans. Yeah. The Levi's. Bring back the Bring Levi's. Back the Levi's. What are you guys doing in the low rise? Yeah. And Oversized I, sweatshirt, sign me up. Yes. And there is a there is a level that I would say that Gen Z is trying to bring us back to the 90s mm-hmm. with their low rise and their... Go home. I recently went out to a bar with a bar with young people. The they public. vape inside now, <laughs> just so you know. Just so you're aware. <laughs> yeah. Take your Zyrtec. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm inside with a bunch of 20-somethings. It looks like the set of friends. Yeah. They are dressing very Rachel and Monica. Yeah. And they are they are supporting the low rise with a little bit of midriff a out. Little hippie and I'm like, skirt. guys, we decided that's not comfortable. Yeah. Remember when we brought everything that. up three inches we, to the, that part right there that didn't hurt? We eradicated the muffin top. Yeah. And now they're like. And you want to ruin all that we've done? Yeah. Just destroy it all? It's just like the polio vaccine. Well, let you do whatever you want with sunglasses. Just leave alone the pant line. Yeah. Okay? The waistline. So as we combat that, I do feel as though we have brought a certain level of that image that, yes, every body is beautiful. And, yeah. like, my body is just doing a thing on earth right now. And just showing it. Like, and just being like, boo. Like, yeah. this is this thing that you were so scared of. Look at this stretch mark. Yeah. Like, it's here whether you like it or not. Yeah, this is literally a bag of skin and jelly. Yeah. Like, this is What weird. do you want it to do? It can <laughs> jump. It's weird. It can dance. Yeah. It's not <laughs> is it be- not enough? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cover in whatever I want. I- but I do, I do agree <laughs> that it's just a warped idea of what's supposed to happen. And then trends affect the way that our body is digested by the general public. So Absolutely. right now, actually, I feel as though body image is doing pretty well, like you it's, said. It's moving in a positive direction. Yes. And I feel as though even with those 90s trends that are coming back yep it's more accepting for everybody to wear them like yes. if you want to put your muffin top out there nobody's gonna Fucking tell you do it it's not this isn't the early 2000s nobody's gonna tell you otherwise no exactly so live your life live i feel your as though that's a beautiful thing too and it that's is. a beautiful thing for our kids what to does see. it do t- what does what anyone looks like matter to you weirdo like (laughs) but um carry on yeah exactly and it's I was just thinking and I grew up as like an almost an awkwardly skinny lanky kid which came with its own insecurities but one of my biggest insecurities growing up was my ears it's like People don't realize they'll say things. And one thing that's said to Nora often is that she's short, which is often. And she's very sensitive about it because some people use it as a jab. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time it's school people. (laughs) But the jab that was taken at me was my ears and them being elfish or this and that. And for a long, long time into my adulthood, if my hair was up, I was hiding my ears. I had a headband over the corner of my ears. I was 
so insecure with it. It truly stuck with me. I was like, it looks hideous. Like I just could not unsee it. Fast forward to 2017, I have a baby girl. Fast forward a year later, that baby girl has my perfect little ears on her head. Yeah. And I see those little ears from a different light. And I'm like, those ears are fucking beautiful. And it seems so silly and so little, but I started showing mine because I was like, I am not going to continue this chain that my mom was told her ears were big and then my sister was and I was and Nora's not going to be fucking told that. And I'm stopping that here. I'm like, here are my ears. I love that point because, yes, your new inner self-talk is the talk that you're providing for your child. Yeah. So it's kind of like an inner child healing process that you're like, actually, there was never anything wrong with that. that. And I feel as though my current style has really been taking a, a true evolution, a metamorphosis of a journey. Individuality is coming back. Because I want my, my children to do the same thing. I want them to wear things like that they think are cool. And clearly because they just make them happy. Like I want you to look happy wearing what you're wearing. Exactly. I went on a, on a trip. Yeah. Here I go again. Here I go again. Enjoying my, my days (laughs) and talking about it. World traveler. (laughs) This is is connected to the same time. I also said that I was doing adult things, but I went on a trip and I wore outfits that I was like, I love these outfits. Like I put them together myself. They're a little outlandish. And everyone was like, you look so cute. And just like, I love the way that you carry yourself in what you're wearing. What a good compliment. And I'm like, I've decided that at this point in my life, what I'm speaking out loud to my child is that who cares what everybody's thinking around you? Yeah, I like this. What an exhausting idea that like, Everyone around me has an inner talk about me. Absolutely. Because the people that saw me out probably don't even remember me. No. I am not their main character. And the people that do thought you were cute. I'm going to be my own main character Absolutely. every time. And that's what you got to sell to your kids. And if you can also make that your own self inner talk, that is just, you know, the icing on the cake for me. Absolutely. And I do feel as though um, affirmations yes. were never something I did before I was a mom. Me neither. They probably would have been helpful when I was like And they are something 10. that I've said to my kid and now sometimes even say to myself because I'm like, wow, that shit really works. Oh, yeah. We That's have, magic. So our biggest one is you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. And you repeat each one back separately. Uh, We do it before bed. We do it at school drop-off. And we do it when you need a pick-me-up. Absolutely. Um, But I feel like if you're not saying those things out loud um, and you're not hearing those things out loud over the course of the day where maybe you aren't the main character. Maybe Maybe you aren't feeling strong, smart, and beautiful. Maybe there's like 18 other first graders that probably need a little more attention than you. And maybe you're not feeling that You're not feeling that constant words of affirmation from everyone else. But your parents reminded you on the way out. Your parents reminded you to remind yourself. And at some point, that will become a habit for our girls to remind themselves that they are strong, they are smart, and they are beautiful. Absolutely. And no matter what the world is handing at them in that moment, they can they can radiate that in yes. a way that other people notice. Absolutely. That is what I am hoping for. Like to be a light in that way, to 
to have so much it's contagious. inner peace that it is. Yeah, it radiates. It's contagious. It radiates. And yeah. you're so right because there have been times where I have not been feeling strong, smart, and beautiful, but because I have given these affirmations to Nora, she has picked me up with those words, you know? And it just really shows that, like, we are raising a generation of girls that are and boys that are strong, smart, and beautiful. Absolutely. You know, and we won't let them forget about it. Absolutely. And I am going to make you feel better because I am going to remind you that there are days that I stand in front of the mirror and I say, oh, I wish I could lose 10 pounds mm-hmm. or... Oh, these jeans don't look right. Or, you know, like, why is my hair doing that? You know, why is my face? Oh, I got a pimple. Like, and those destructive comments, I just try to remind myself that, like, I wouldn't say that to you. No, exactly. (laughs) Like, you wouldn't walk through the door and be like, I don't really? know about that sweatshirt. Yeah, exactly. Like, but I would but say that to myself to before I left my house and to go to yours. And it's that whole thing of treating ourselves the way we treat other people. So it comes back to it. I don't. Yeah, and I don't even know where I heard it, but it was like the golden rule was like treat others the way, the way you, you want to be, be treated. treated. Yeah. Whereas this is like the reverse golden yeah. rule of like treat yourself the way you would treat others. Exactly. Because we already know how to be kind to others. Like yes. we are too good at that. We have, a, yeah, it's a fault. We're conforming. Yeah. <laughs> like we're doing what we're supposed to do. Okay? Yeah. Like we are golden we got in line. Okay? Like whatever rule this is, the anti-golden rule, this is what I need right now. And this Absolutely. is what I need to teach my daughter. And I think it's so funny. I feel as though I spoke about this at a different point that like you almost you are supposed to teach your kids or I guess like our generation was told (laughs) Mm -hmm. they were told all kinds of things. (laughs) (laughs) But we were told that like you have to care. You have to care about others. You have to care about how they feel. You have to care about read the room. You know, like all of this stuff. Like, what about me? In in like, (laughs) I wish there would have just been like more of an individualized plan. Yeah, like an I don't you even even you know like for like kids that maybe couldn't do all of that, couldn't feel all of that, couldn't take all the pressure of everyone's emotion in the room because they were already thinking about it and they need to start thinking about themselves. And as a parent, I'm already very self aware and I'm like child aware that my daughter's not somebody that can handle that. She's absorbing it all. So I'm like, you know what? Like you need to just do you. Mm -hmm. And part of that is image, you know, like I don't want her to get so caught up in thinking that she has to keep up with anyone around Mm -hmm. her. And I mean, keep up in a sense of like, just what's cool, conforming to what's cool in that moment. It's like, what's cool to you? What's cool to you? Yes. That's my biggest thing. This morning, it was the first day of school. Yeah. Was her outfit what I would have picked? No. No. No, it never is. It was cool for her. It was cool for her. It was cool to her. It was what she felt confident in. She felt good. She felt strong. She felt smart. She felt beautiful. And let me tell you, that girl could have been wearing a paper bag. And the way that she was holding those shoulders high and throwing that new haircut around. Absolutely. It was just, it was beautiful to see. It was beautiful to see. I was having the same emotion with Nora's first day because she is in her fashion 
era right now. <laughs> she is strutting. So, you know, I show her things at the store and she's like, that's not really my style. You know, she's particular. And I'm like, okay, well, what is your style? And she'll pick it out. And she was serving whatever she felt good in walking into first grade. And I was like, I love this for you. Cowgirl boots again. That's what makes you happy. Wear them. Howdy. Wear <laughs> Let's go, girls. Yeehaw. <laughs> so, but on top of teaching our kids, I think another thing that I think that we have talked about within other topics is also teaching our parents and our parents' generation because I sometimes think... Sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I sometimes think that, you know... They just don't hear their words the same way that we do. And yeah. And I'd like to preface this with a quote from our Lord and Savior, Noah Khan. Do it. I'm still angry at my parents. <laughs> yeah. What their parents did, did to, to them, them. But it's They're a start. Learning. It's a start. And it is a start. It is a start. And we would like to say that they were raised by the generation that was like, just smoke cigarettes. It'll yeah. make you skinny and healthy. If you just smoke it in that part of the restaurant, those other people will probably be fine. So we know that you walked so that we could we run. Do. But anyways, on to what and, we were saying. But moms and dads and people of that generation above, we really need to, we really need to look inside because your grandchildren are listening. Yes. And we are still listening to your kids like yes. when you say you look bad in something we're looking at ourselves and yeah. being like do I look bad in this do you think I look bad in this like <laughs> I I just think like it's something that needs to be yes growing through the future but can also trickle up to the past generations and I think it's something that is not too late to work on yes and I feel as though my parents have been working on it and I'm not too proud to bring it up to anybody in front of my children. But sometimes I will be a silent bystander in times where my children aren't present. But of course, you know, like your kids are watching. You got to be the hero yes, that they need. I completely agree. So, sometimes you just don't have the time and the energy. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, you pick your really battles. Hear that? Probably not. You're but like, like, what if I didn't really hear that? But I feel as though our parents are the ones that were like, hey, you want to do Weight Watchers? And you're like, I'm nine. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I shouldn't do Weight Watchers. I shouldn't know what points are. I Let's shouldn't maybe know. maybe not call bodies bad. I like. shouldn't know that a McDonald's soft serve is one point. Like, I shouldn't know that, you know, exactly. and I do. Exactly. And, um, and those things stick with you. And but I also feel as though I'm watching my mom also unlo unlearn that. So I'm like, you knew no better, you yes. know, just like I completely agree. I don't ever think with with my parents, I can't speak for the rest of the boomers. No, but I'd say with my parents, they do not have bad intentions if they have made slip ups. I know that their hearts are in good places, but I do think that there is room for improvement. Yes. And, and I don't know that they disagree. <laughs> and I feel as though I have an unpopular opinion that. I don't think that, like, being older equals, like, you just get more respect over my child. Yes. So if you are not somebody that I consider a role model for my child, mm -hmm. if you say something outlandish about somebody's body, your own body, and I don't correct you, know that in the car ride, I'm like, hey— what she said about her waistline was stupid. was stupid, and we don't say that, and yes. she's a crazy person. Absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. if you've ever made an outlandish comment I'm about, talking about you. <laughs> any of that, don't do it. Me and my You'll six be the lesson on the ride home. Me and my six-year-old talk shit about Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> and be like, did you hear her, <laughs> idiot? And it is like, 
for my parents especially because they'll be like, oh, you look like you lost weight. And of course, like, that was my goal at some point. Yes. That I was trying to lose weight. And but it's now such a I'm, mental fucking game, too. But now when I'm here, like, you're like oh, does it feel good? Does it feel bad? Yes. I don't know how it feels. Because so, I was trying to, but I don't want you to just care about that. But personally, as somebody that has pivoted so many times physically yeah. for what my body needed to do in those moments, I am so open with my parents now that the boundaries are just like, yeah, it's because I've only had caffeine and anxiety <laughs> exactly. for like two weeks. And they're like, oh, okay. So I'm like, so nervous that I can't look at food right now. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. Chicken feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes if I just can't even look at the fridge without feeling a little bit nauseous. So I'm yeah. glad that you think I look well. And I've, I've <laughs> and noticed tired. now, I've accepted now that somebody that doesn't have a like solid relationship with food because your life, you have a relationship with food and like the American diet and the way that food is presented to us in America we're looking at you, food pyramid, yeah. with all your fucking grain. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. I watched who documentaries. We know who paid you. Big milk. <laughs> it was milk and fucking corn. Big Got corn. Milk, big corn and big milk. Which honestly, I love corn. So and, like, <laughs> I know. But and I know love cornbread. And I, you know. <laughs> but back to what I was saying. Yeah. We know get what back was, to your important. We thing. know what was sold to us. We do. But at the same time, now. We have this relationship with food and and how it coped with how we coped and ate or how we didn't eat when we're nervous. Everybody talks about food differently. Yes. I have had a rocky journey with food my entire life. And to be able to know that I can say that and have the boundaries of saying it out loud to people and not yeah. just saying like, I haven't eaten chicken in four days because... I've, I'm afraid it's going to taste like rubber. Like <laughs> To be able to say that out loud to people and not feel like, wow, I'm a crazy person. Just feel like, hey, I'm a person that like has a rough relationship with food and texture. And I have to figure out what works for me to get the nutrition that I need. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. And maybe there I will go on a two-week bender where Celsius and freaking Diet Coke are... <laughs> My two, you know, food pyramid categories. Yeah. But I'm gonna round it out and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a moment where I say, Okay, enough is enough. Yeah. Pick I need up some nutrients. Green. Yeah, I need something with color in it. Yeah. The real color. Chop the kale. Yeah. <laughs> Eat the kale. And you'll cleanse yourself. Yes. So and that's a whole other thing with children is eating. Yes. Eating. Yeah. I like literally can forget to eat. I ha <laughs> it's I, a problem, and it's not a good problem. It's a bad problem. I have a problem. really bad time, and I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but with starting ADHD medications, it has not made this problem better. No. That's the only side effect. I will say, like, I could already skip, you know, kind of start my morning with a coffee, maybe take, like, a snack at some point on the way home, and then I'll, like, binge eat at night. Like, it's not healthy, and I am aware of that. And it's it's very mentally based. Like a lot yeah. of it is all in my head. Like I just can't get there. My body's moving so fast. It doesn't feel hungry. And then at the end of the day, I relax and I'm like, okay, time to make up for the entire day right now. And it's really not healthy, but no. it's something that I work through. And it's something that I constantly have to battle. But when you're feeding your kids three times a day and then snacks in between, you start to be like, <laughs> okay, how many of these have I skipped and I should be practicing what I'm preaching right now? Yeah, and I am I am so many women in a week that yeah. 
it's one day I'll be like Betty Crocker. Caprice toast for breakfast. Oh yeah. I have every meal like planned out. There's yeah. something in the crock pot. It smells like barbecue sauce. Lasagna's like, baking. There is an avocado and it's ripe and it's on my She's toast. She's going to use it. But there are days that I work and I am like, I haven't eaten for 11 hours and I'm going to eat nine tomatoes because- yeah. <laughs> that's maybe a fruit most, snack. That's the easiest thing to eat, and I'm not eating with anyone. It's what I can tolerate. <laughs> but now you're like, okay, to have a healthy relationship with food is to is to be healthy. We know that. Yes. So we everything is moderation, and everything is just trying and being open to trying. Absolutely. So we have to show that. Yeah. So on the days where I'm being a feral person that is eating a tomato as if it is an apple, yeah. I don't think I'm showing like, you know, yeah. healthy mom vibes. No. You know? Exactly. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to stop for some chicken nuggets once in a while yeah. at McDonald's. Let I want to show her that you can eat whatever the hell you want. Yes, absolutely. And one thing that I like personally have felt strongly about is not calling food bad I like saying that something is more nutritious or mm -hmm. more healthy like that's fine like I'll say Nora it's time for a healthy snack you yeah. know it's time for something with more nutrition something to give you more energy but I just hate saying bad I just don't yeah. want to I already have so many associations with food that I also think I need to work through like I think I have a lot of work to still do in that area and so trying to not create those you know associations with my kids I'm trying not to say bad yeah you know we try to do like there's levels to our snacks yeah so like and timing so Lennon will ask for a snack yep. because she's six and yeah. if we just she's let her always have asking for a snack she finished her dinner and she wants a snack yeah so she'll be like can I have a snack? And we'll be like, yeah, sure. Like it's three o'clock, you know, yeah. it's a while till dinner. And yeah. she'll be like, what kind of snack? Mm -hmm. And it's yes, like, it's always, what it's kind always of, like a it's fridge a snack. Yeah. So a fridge snack, you know, that's generally healthy. Cheese, fruit, fruit pouch. Yeah. Cause we're in our, we only eat tan food era. Yeah. So like an apple fruit pouch is like the picture of health for yeah. my six year old. You'll like, take it. It's, it's not a fruit by the foot, no. you know. So, so she'll. It's usually like a fridge snack, like a cabinet snack, or a or a snack, snack drawer. drawer. Yeah, snack. And I know, you know. You've been in my snack drawer. That yeah. is the not healthy. Yeah. Shame, shame. You're not going there for the vitamins. Lauren is always going there at 10 p.m. Yeah. before bed. But Steph's always going there every time we record. <laughs> I was going to say that's like our record break, yeah. like where we hang out. That's where we go to. But it definitely does not have like role model snacks in it. It so gives us the right amount of energy to record one episode and one episode only. <laughs> And then crash And then literally crash. Hypoglycemic immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Your pancreas has no idea what happened. You're like, but it was a damn good episode. <laughs> when I was really feeling that pop yeah. tart. <laughs> yeah, but what a I, boost. I feel as though I'm just trying to help her navigate making choices on her own. Yeah. And the funniest thing is that, so aside from body image with grandparents, grandparents just, they just quiver at the feet of these small people. Like, yeah. They have no backbone. No. And my mother is my main child care. And yeah. I am blessed for that. Yeah. I do not have to pay for child care. I have the safest woman 
probably on earth. I could <laughs> I probably have enough reviews that people would say this is the top notch babysitter. My kid. I, I assume she's watched the Obamas. <laughs> so she's just like the best of the best South mm-hmm. Coast. <laughs> really? And honestly, she makes bad snack decisions because she looks at those little freaks and, and whatever they want. Putty. Whatever they want. And they have had many a belly ache. See, and I am like, Mom, you are a smart woman. Yeah, you know that two <laughs> wouldn't fruit have by done the this foot. for me. Wouldn't have done this for me. You know, in plus, 1997, yeah, like three bowls of cereal is going to equal a belly ache. Yeah, we know that. We know that math. She's cute. I yeah. get it. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean we my should dad, buy her a weapon. <laughs> my dad, literally, I don't think he's ever said no to my children ever. My mom, if I'm around. Will look at me and be like, is this okay? Because she like, you know, she's mm-hmm. trying to make sure it's okay with me. My dad, completely unhinged. You yeah. know, Lukey's going there and he's giving him a bag of M&Ms at 4.59. <laughs> so I'd say my mom is a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde when it comes yeah. to it. Because when we're together, she's like, oh, it's what your mom says. <laughs> and Alaska's like, what about yesterday? Yeah, she's like, what about when mom was at work? And we watched Finding Nemo for the 18th yeah. time and you yeah. let me eat fruit puffs. Out of the dog bowl. What about then, <laughs> nanny? <laughs> and I do know that. And she says to me, she's like, being a grandparent is way cooler than being a parent because yeah. I don't have all those pressures to make the choices. I'm just cool. I'm just cool. And then I bail. Yeah. She legitimately found out that if you buy three items from Claire's, you get three items free. And they spent a shameful amount of money at Claire's without me. Yeah. But if I was there, my mom would have been like, you can only get one thing. Your mom's there. Yeah, your mom's looking. And honestly, I saw, (laughs) this is totally like off topic, but I have to say that it, 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 encapsulated the grandparent experience for me. I was at the, I was at Target and there was a grandmother and like probably a 18 year old. It sounded like she was moving into college and the grandmother was kind of like mumbling under her breath. And the, the little girl was like, well, the young girl was like, Oh, grandma, like you just, I just need it. Like I, you know that I need it. And she was like, honestly, honey, I understand what you're saying. And I side with you, but it is up to your parents. (laughs) And, and you're like, like honestly, wh- how much willpower that woman had? I felt like I had time traveled, and I was just watching my mother and my daughter like 100%. be like, "I get you, like but a like, decade from now." But is- she's gonna yell at me. I'm gonna have to give you one of these a week just so she doesn't realize that I got you six today. It's not me; it's them. We're gonna keep them at Nanny's house, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, between me and you. But yeah, so she's not the best with making choices, and she's not the best with um, you know, backing up the whole body image thing. But we're working on it. And I do. Now I even see my daughter. Like we were at Friendly's the other day. And she's like, I don't know if I should get ice cream. Because, you know, the milk's going to make my tummy weird. And I was like, (laughs) honestly... I'm you willing to let the milk make my tummy weird yeah. today. And I just want to be open and honest about that, that I accept the consequences of these actions. And it was so funny because that is inadvertently like a body image thing that I'm teaching her. Yeah. That like s- some things are worth having belly aches yeah. over and it's going to be a fribble. It's going to be the fribble every time. Yeah, send Absolutely. me the check, friendlies, because you change your mozzarella sticks and I'm mad. Yes. But the yes. fribble will always hit. Absolutely. <laughs> And one thing that I feel like I've been really trying to pivot from, and I relate it to body image and self-talk. So it comes down to a lot of comparison. It's always comparison. You're seeing someone, you're like, what if I look like that? Should I look like that? Is that what I'm supposed to look like? So this is what I'm saying to myself. Don't compare, do more self-care. 
Okay. Oh. And so this is something. She has a slogan. I'm trying to teach this to Nora. And I'm like, self-care can be different to everyone every day in like any single way. So like to me, self-care today, me and Nora, it was sitting down and just painting our nails together. Some days it's letting her use my body scrub that she uses way too much of in the shower. (laughs) But she comes out and she's like, I smell so good. And I'm teaching her. I'm like. These are the things, taking care of your body, making it feel good, not about what it looks like, about what it feels like. And for me, sometimes self-care is literally just going for a drive by myself. I love Just going that. for a drive by myself. So that's how I've been trying to pivot like the self-talk into like, let's focus on self-care. What makes our bodies feel good? Okay, I love that. And I do think that that's exactly what we do. We're big on the toenail and nail painting. My husband has been known to rock a manicure to work. He looks fabulous. A real zaddy with some pink nails. Um, And yeah, that's... Do you think that me cutting my bangs lately has been my self-care? Well, I had something to say about getting that. A little, <laughs> getting a little mom interrupted it over is, here. So They're I, real short. <laughs> I was going to save this for the bits and pieces. And so Lauren went and did this thing and she like has cosmetology background and she cut her bangs and they were cute. And I've been feeling super bored. They were cute, but yes. they've evolved again. They're so cute. Every night, me and some shears just trying to find happiness with this friend. Well, one day Lauren inspired me and led me to my shears that I have no business owning. And I had had my hair up in a clip, right? And the pieces that were hanging in the front were just way too long and heavy. And I'm like, just a little trim. And then I was like, oh, now this side needs a little more trim. And then all of a sudden I could sense that like I had gone too far. And but the thing about me is I think that it's endearing that even though I have no business cutting my hair, that I would still be spontaneous enough to try. But I, She's fun. She's fun. Mm-hmm. She's a little spontaneous, but then she's reasonable because once she's done one too many cuts, she texts her friend that does this, her hair and she's there the next day to fix it. Yeah, and it's all a silly little so joke I, and you still look good. She's spontaneous, but she has self-control. Who is she? <laughs> Who is she? So I'm spontaneous, have no self-control. And like you said, I am board certified. She? as a cosmetologist but I have not she has no idea who she is yeah I have not stepped behind a chair in like the better part of 10 years so I have no business doing this and I'm also doing this at like 1am always after I've done all the things and it was funny because I'm now constantly fidgeting with my bangs because of course now I'm insecure about them (laughs) I need to make a new insecurity when I'm feeling a little secure yeah (laughs) like like, I finally thought that was cute but what about that weird thing so like I said I've been um I've definitely been mom interrupted and I'm doing this and I'm just like fidgeting with my bangs. And now I would say they're definitely giving like that, that straight across above the eyebrow vibe. But so I'm, I'm doing a thing and I'm, and she's so many women. I'm so many women. And then my six year old comes behind me. And this is why I know that I'm doing a decent job because she goes, I just want to tell you that like, you should definitely not do what you're doing you should like swoop them a little bit like when they were swooped a little bit and i think it'd be fine oh so then i'm like so i'm like first of all oh because like <laughs> she sees me like struggling yeah. in front of the mirror and she's, she's like picking up what you're putting down because she's a sponge <laughs> it's not a big deal it's yeah. fine it's hair Push it'll to the grow side. back who has who has not heard that it's hair it'll it's grow hair, back it will and it always has 
yes. So I'm already, so I'm like, yeah, but you know, like I definitely like, I went a little too far and I would do this. So she goes, serious as hell. She goes, well, that's what I would do, but you do you. Yes. <laughs> so it was just so funny that she's like, I'm just telling you what I would do if yes. I could get bangs. Yeah. If, cause I'd already told her that like bangs are a commitment. They're a commitment. And they're also like a, they're a, they're ceremonial in a way that you're gonna hate them, and for the you're way gonna that hate them, and for the way that like a six year old plays, like bangs are gonna be all over the place. Yeah, you and know? I have enough on my plate this fall. Like her <laughs> coping with her bang growth is just not on it. I already have to do it for myself. I already made those bad choices for myself. But it was just so funny because she was like, "You do you." you like do she, you. Did, she knew that I was not feeling. She gave me the advice. She supported me, and then she was like, "It's not for you. That's fine." I love that. Carry on. That's and it the was whole just, thing. And I was like, honestly, I'm I'm not doing such a bad job yeah. after all. And I think that that's where this episode comes to is that we have to also give ourselves a little freaking yeah. grace. You're right. We're doing a good job. We're doing a good job. We're not telling them to smoke cigarettes yeah. to stay thin. So. We're growing. We're learning. But we're doing good. Yeah. Like there are no more smoking sections at any of the restaurants I know. Yeah. So that's Not one good. that I've been to. You know, and like, and we're getting out there. We're showing them how we're moving our bodies. We really are a general, like us, the 30 year olds. Yeah. Because once again, I was out in the wild with young people. Honestly, round of applause for the 30 year olds. We are a generation that is changing. We are not doing to our bodies what the generations before did. So we're changing our kids too. And we look damn good. We do look we good. We look young. We look younger than those 30 year olds did in the sitcoms. We're getting carded for scratch tickets. Yeah. yeah. You look old as hell, yeah. Monica. <laughs> No, you didn't. You did. I, I was feeling angsty. <laughs> but I mean, if I'm getting carded for a scratch ticket every Thank once you. in a while, I think I'm doing a damn good job at taking care of myself because that's what it's all about. This body has to bring me through life. Yes. And she's doing a good yes, job. Yes, she is. And we're going to celebrate that and we're going to help our kids decide Absolutely. how their body's going to take them through this weird Absolutely. journey. Absolutely. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Stay Rooted with your instant mom friends, Stephanie and Lauren. We're hosting the mom support group you'd never attend IRL. Let's DIY our way through parenting and grow together in this wild, wild world. And remember, we're rooting for you. And those destructive comments, I just try to remind myself that like, I wouldn't say that to you. No, exactly. You, <laughs> like you wouldn't walk through the door and be like, I don't really? know about that sweatshirt. Yeah, exactly. Like, but I would but say that to myself to before I left my house and to go to yours. And it's that whole thing of treating ourselves the way we treat other people. So it comes back to it. I don't. Yeah, and I don't even know where I heard it, but it was like the golden rule was like treat others the way, the way you, you want to be, be treated. treated. Yeah. Whereas this is like the reverse golden yeah. rule of like treat yourself the way you would treat others. Exactly. Because we already know how to be kind to others. Like yes. we are too good at that. We have. Yeah. It's a fault. We're conforming. Yeah. <laughs> like we're doing what we're supposed to do. Okay? Yeah. Like we are golden we got rule in line. Up. Okay? Like whatever rule this is, the anti-golden rule, this is what I need right now. 